a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from two weeks ago, which featured my rundown of the highly anticipated Rakivec event at Elborg Hall inside the majestic Harpa in Reykjavik, Iceland, March 25th, 26th, and 27th. There is a link in the show notes for that and also for the nugs.net Icelandic highlights playlist if you'd like to give that a spin. There's also some coverage of the weekend in Iceland within the pages of the spring edition of Crooked Conversations, available now. If you don't know what Crooked Conversations is, it's a quarterly 30-plus page full-color magazine from DATC Media, bringing you all sorts of news, coverage, set lists. Uh, We look at the other bands that the guys are in, like Death Kings and Kick the Cat. There are two Umfreak spotlights, a submission from the sober community, Much Obliged, and so much more. Each issue is just packed with all sorts of Umfreak-related content. Comes to you either in digital form or in print or both. The digital is very cool because you can click any of the links and it will take you somewhere on the internet to find out more about that subject. So that's really, really cool. Very interactive. I will throw a link in the show notes where you can check out the subscription options as well as where you can find back issues and the current spring issue on the show's online store. Before we get into this week's show, got a few announcements to bring to you. First up, on April 27th, Umphreys announced that Jake would not be joining the band at their upcoming appearance at Sweetwater 420 Fest. Taking some time to focus on his health and well-being, the official announcement read from the band. If you were at the variety show late night or heard the recording of that show, Bayless spoke about Jake taking some time off during his motivational speech within their cover of Don't You Forget About Me. That was emotional as hell to hear. And I know folks that were there, um, they were for sure getting teary-eyed. Bayless always coming through with the words that we all need to hear for sure. Very happy that Jake is taking the time to do what he needs. Taking care of yourself is always the most important for everyone. And like Bayless said in his speech, we're all going through it right now. And there's nothing at all wrong with leaning on your friends and saying that you just need to take a fucking breather for a second. I can totally feel that 100%. So really glad that he's doing what he needs to do. And I don't know about you, but I am very excited to have Jake back, who is going to no doubt melt all of our faces, clear the fuck off when he makes his triumphant return to the stage. And I'll be right there on the rail waiting. (laughs) Quick shout out to Sherry Scott for coming up with the idea of the Jake Love signs. That stemmed from the Joel Love signs that she did back when Joel's mom passed away. 
And shout out to Steven Nelson for the original design that he sent Sherry and I. And also shout out to Ren Breen for, I hope I said your last name right, um, for doing the versions with the heart in the O of love. I love that so much. So cool. And shout out to the amazing community for showing up and having the signs at 420 Fest. And I saw some pictures of people, you know, they had them like at home and stuff. It was just so incredible to see all the pictures of folks having them and then seeing them on the stream in the audience. It was so awesome and just just says so much about our amazing community. A full recap of the band's appearance at 420 will be coming to you in two weeks here on the podcast. A few tour date announcements for you. Resonant Festival, September 15th through 17th at Woodlands Nature Preserve in Charleston, South Carolina. Umphreys will be playing two sets that weekend. More information on that can be found in the show notes. And we know where the band is going to be ringing in the new year. Joel announced that they will be heading back to ATL at the end of their Saturday afternoon set at 420. December 30th and 31st at the Coca-Cola Roxy. I know that there have been some rumblings within the community and on the interwebs about this only being a two-night run. And I personally think that there is nothing wrong with only two nights. I think of it this way. Four nights and a VIP set is 10 sets of music because there's three sets on New Year's Eve. That's a lot. I personally know how I feel after raging that many days. So I can only imagine how they feel. And plus, they're always so accommodating to us fans when there's these long runs and people bump into one of the guys, you know, somewhere. And they're always super accommodating with taking pictures and saying hi to fans and doing all these things while also enjoying the run themselves. It's a lot for everyone. And when you look at the calendar leading up to that, the summer and into the fall, which we have dates up until October right now, it's packed. Lots of travel, lots of shows. Um, I know there is a date in there where one day they're in North Carolina and then like the next day they're up in the north somewhere. And so if you think about that, like logistically, if I personally was traveling like that, that would be a lot. And So I think that them doing only two nights for New Year's Eve and not doing a VIP set helps keep them rested so they can rage even harder for those two nights while also ensuring that everybody is staying healthy and strong enough to keep doing this for another 20 plus years. I mean, none of us are getting any younger And it's a lot. It's just a lot to travel and rage that much and put yourself out there energetically that much night after night after night after night and not feel depleted. And so I think that it's not a terrible idea to only do two nights for New Year's Eve. Um, Somebody made a valid point that we don't know if... You know, maybe there's going to be something announced around there. But I think that the two nights is a really, it's a good idea. I think, um, you know, test it out and see how it goes. But I personally think in terms of making sure that these guys are able to do this and do it well and perform the way that they want to and still have the energy and the stamina to continue to keep doing this year after year after year. Um, I think we all just need to be a little more realistic about what our expectations are um, of these guys. 
Anyway, tickets and UMVIP packages are already on sale for that. You know where you can find a link for the info you need. And finally, for the show announcements, we have our first dates on the calendar for 2023. Jam Cruise, the first one since 2019, I believe. I think they said it was like three or four years since the last one. Other bands that will be setting sail with Umphreys, O'Teal and Friends, Galactic, Andy Frasco, Neil Francis, Doom Flamingo, The New Deal, and so, so, so many more. Pre-book cabin selection is happening now, and public on sale is this coming Thursday, May 12th, if you're listening to this when it airs. You'll find links for everything you need in the show notes. Also, a new song was released off the forthcoming new album, Asking for a Friend, that dropped on Friday, May 6th. The Jake tune titled Dayville Monarchy. I know that there were some haters on this song, but I really love it. Some folks were saying they get a Beck vibe from it. I'm not familiar with his catalog to agree or disagree with that statement. I personally think it flows well with the songs that we've already heard and the overall kind of story slash theme of the whole album. When I listened to it, I was instantly reminded of another Jake tune that I really love, What We Could Get, off the It's You album. That tune, I would love to hear them dust off and play live again this summer, which we've not seen that since February of 2019 at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne. So that would be cool to bring it back, please. Anyway, Dayville Monarchy, the new tune from the soon-to-be-released new album, Asking for a Friend, available anywhere you stream music. All right, so this week on the show, I am very pleased to welcome the guitarist for Atlanta-based jam rock band, Hum Ripple, Rob Stark. Rob tells us about himself and his band, taking us through the evolution, starting with the early days in Indianapolis, Indiana, to his move to Atlanta and how the current lineup came together. Rob talks about what 2020 and the pandemic was like for him, and he tells me some more about the awesome Atlanta music scene. Rob also talks a little bit about what Hum Ripple has on deck for the summer, specifically their July 9th show at Smith's Old Bar. He's hoping to sell it out, so if you are in Atlanta, go and check it out. Rob also shares how Umphreys inspires him in his personal and professional life, his journey with music, his musical influences, besides Umphreys, how the album Anchor Drops inspired, influenced, and changed his life, and what song he would love to hear Umphreys cover. It's, it's a pretty good one. Rob also tells me what Umphreys songs Hum Ripple has covered. He talks about their 2023 P that they released in 2019. And I will link in the show notes where you can listen to that. It is also available on Spotify. And he shows me his absolutely beautiful guitar crafted by Michael Hennant, based out of Buford, Georgia. So beautiful. I will post a picture um, on social media for this episode of it because it's just, it's beautiful and a whole bunch more. This conversation was so much fun. Thank you so much to Rob for taking the time. Your energy is just so infectious. I just love how much you believe in your art and support other people that are, you know, doing their thing with their art. And talking to him was so, so much fun. I have been going through a bunch of 
personal stuff right now that some days is really hard to deal with. And jumping on with Rob that day and having that conversation really brightened my day and, you know, feeding off of his really just infectious energy. It it was exactly what I needed that day. So I'm really grateful that I was able to have this awesome conversation with Rob to get to know him a little bit better. Um, It was really awesome. So thank you so much, Rob. This was such a pleasure. And I am super excited to see Hum Ripple blow the fuck up. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an Umphreys-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. So here is my conversation with humble guitarist Rob Stark. I love the Tabby, man. It's one of my favorite venues in the whole country. It, and now yeah. being at the Harpa, I mean, the Harpa is pretty, I mean, you know, but the Tabby <laughs> is still, it's a great venue. I love being there. Did you ever see him at the Marat? No, no. So that was my first shows. I had a, it was like a double or a triple header. And it was right around Halloween. They were doing the mashups. Okay. And they did Thriller and Breaking the Wall. And um, I remember uh, Brandon was like, get home safe. We'll see you all tomorrow. And I'm like 15 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't have money to go tomorrow. And uh, I went home. I told my parents. I was so excited. I found this cool thing with all my friends and I begged them, please let me go. Can I have money for a ticket? And I lucked out, you know, then they gave me, gave me money for a ticket. I ended up going to, it was either, uh, it was either a two or three nights, but I went to all of them and that was really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you were only 15 too. Like I was oh, in yeah. my twenties before I started seeing them. So like, that's pretty clutch that you're only 15. That's pretty sweet. Well, we had some bad influences in the neighborhood and uh, <laughs> yeah, some old, some older guys that uh, we thought were real cool. And they just happened to like Humphreys a lot. And um, yeah. Yeah. So we got grandfathered in into the madness, I think. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good, bad yeah. influences, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you kind of introduce yourself to everybody and tell us where you're based out of and just some kind of quick things about yourself. Okay, so I'm Rob Stark and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I'm from Indianapolis, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm down here doing music. Umphreys inspired me so much that I wanted to be uh, on stage. So here I am trying to like make my way. Um, I love it. I've been at it for like six or seven years and finally I feel like we're at a breaking point we're starting to pick up a small following so really excited about it this is our shirt I don't know if you can see that's me yeah I was gonna ask one? yeah I was gonna <laughs> actually that's one of the things that I was gonna ask you about so you know I guess talk about that talk about the inspiration obviously it's you but you know gotta plug the shirt you it. gotta do it I love that shirt I think it's fantastic so this is a Michael Hannett guitar. He's a guy here in Buford and uh, he's out of Buford, Georgia, and he builds Beautiful. these awesome guitars. So yeah, this is the only one and I got it and I uh, put it on a cartoon. I mean, the cartoon's kind of generic, but you know, it's me from the guitar. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so yeah. beautiful. I love yeah. that. 
yeah, he just builds them in his basement. And they're like, you know, PRS um, quality instruments. Yeah. Nice. One guy. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So then talk about like the butterfly wings and all that kind of like, where does that inspiration come for you? Um, you know what? I think it was just, I don't know if there was a whole lot to it, like uh, hum ripple, the butterfly effect. Um, I think just like attaching words together, but the artist that uh, I, you know, suggested we make a cartoon, she actually did this for me. So, oh, cool. Very cool. I love it. And there's I a tiny it. little logo on the hat and um, a fellow ump freak, Nate Cunye, he's my best friend. He died in a car accident a couple of years ago. Oh my, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and he had this tattooed on him. I actually tattooed it on his back. It was supposed to be a 27, but it ended up being a two- and then just a line because uh, it was too it was too painful. He didn't want to finish it. And he said, it's fine. It reminds me not to be too negative. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's an incredible story. I love that so much. Yeah. So that's where that little like two, two and then like a line comes from. Yeah. That's fucking rad. That's really rad. Awesome. So tell me about when your interest in music started. It was just always did yeah, you grow up always. with music or no well my grandfather is uh he was a big band trumpet player and then um the music stopped after him uh, me and my brother we got it's like you know classic story we got drums and uh, guitar uh on christmas from my dad and we liked the white stripes and um indie rock and we did the school talent shows and all that and then um yeah, just kind of kept it going until now I'm, I'm 28 and I'm starting to feel like, I don't know if this is going to work out. <laughs> it is, it is. I can, it's going to work out for you. I, I, I can see so. it. You, you just have like the whole vibe that you're just, and you have the belief in yourself and your band and your art. And that's the naivete, the naivete. <laughs> I, I wonder some days myself, I'm like, am I naive or just do I believe in myself? Which one is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody says, you know, everybody says you gotta, you gotta keep going. The, I heard a good quote the other day. It's like the only way to fail is to stop trying. Cause like, if you just keep trying, eventually you'll pick, you know, you'll pick up something. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So besides Umphreys, uh, what were some of your major influences, you know, growing up maybe before you discovered Umphreys and maybe even now, uh, musically, what are some of your other influences? Uh, the police is a big one. We do a lot of police okay. songs with Hum Ripple. Um, okay. Rush. Uh, let's see. You know, when I was in middle school, I was a big grunge fan, but not so much anymore. I don't know. I feel like I I, I just overdid it. I liked uh, Melvin, Sonic Youth, Dinosaur Jr., all that kind of stuff. But now I don't. I don't know. I I feel like um. I, I don't know. I I don't. I lost my taste for it. I don't know if that just happens when you get older, but. It does. Yeah, it doesn't know. speak to you anymore. I think in the same way yeah. that music, like, you know, stuff that didn't speak to you when you were younger, you listen to it now and you're like, you know, you like yeah. get it. I think the same, you know, just like you outgrow other stuff, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's the same thing with music for sure. For sure. Yeah. But so I don't know if the grunge stuff necessarily like influences me now. They definitely used to. Um, oh, you know what? John Mayer. Um, get, okay. I'm going to go ahead and give John Mayer his props. When I moved to Georgia, it was a combination of um, John Mayer actually blew up here at a place called Eddie's Attic. So Eddie Owen uh, is a guy. He owned a club called Eddie's Attic. It's downtown. All the singer songwriters play there. I played there. Nice. Um, yeah. And he kind of like he blew up out of that spot. So I think like a lot of the acoustic singer songwriter people, they come to Atlanta thinking like, oh, I'm going to play Eddie's Attic. And I'm going to blow up, but you know, not everybody's as fortunate or as good as John Mayer. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so it was a combination of, of John Mayer's uh, amazing songwriting and his, his chords and just how cool he is. Like when I was 16, 17, 18, I wanted to be cool like John Mayer. So um, yeah. that's uh, one of the reasons I, I started writing songs in the first place. And, and uh, one of the reasons I, I kind of like wanted to mimic what he did. And I, I kind of, I kind of have hit all the spots he's hit. Um, and then Tosin Abasi oh. is a prog rocker. God. He plays eight string guitar and he went to the Atlanta Institute of Music. So I was in Indianapolis and I caught Animals as Leaders. And it's this virtuoso guitar player, eight string guitar player, uh, Tosin Abasi. 
And I was like, man, how did he get so good? I found out he went to this music school called the Atlanta Institute of Music. So um, I thought, well, I'll go there and then I'll get good. And, you know, surely I, I did get good. So, <laughs> hey, hey, it worked, right? See, it's that belief. You knew that you're going to get good and you did. Yeah. <laughs> See? I was like, man, I suck. I need some school. You know? <laughs> but you recognize that my light is yeah. so awful in here, but we're going to improvise with this light. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think, I think that's a problem too. It's like a lot of uh, maybe musicians, but also like people in, in general, um, that could be a major weakness. I think if like, if you have these like things you're not happy with or you're insecure, I was insecure about my guitar playing and uh, I wanted to fix it so bad that I went to school for it. So um, yeah, I think like recognizing your, your particular faults is uh, like, it's like the first step to, you know, being a happy person and, and fixing those things. So and it's, it's something that you you want so badly and you want it to be good and you want to be good at it. And so like yeah. me, you know, I'm I'm a writer and I do all these different things with media. So I consume just all this other media, read these other things or other magazines. And, you know, yeah. because I just you want to get other influences from other people's writing styles or, you know, all these other things. So you're yeah. right. You know, furthering your your knowledge in whatever way is. Definitely yeah, just much. like recognizing where, like where you need work, I think is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, talk about your band then. So, talk about Hum Ripple. Tell me when you guys came together and your current lineup and all that. Okay, so Hum Ripple started in Indiana um, with me and my brother, and I basically I brought it down here. I moved with my brother down to Georgia. Um, we, we went to music school. I met some other guys. My brother moved back to Indiana. Um, we played the mousetrap in Indianapolis, uh, pre COVID with that, with that, um, that music school lineup. And, uh, it, it went really good. We got, you know, we got some photos and stuff and we, we brought, you know, all my, all my people out from, from Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, just, you know, uh, during COVID, I linked up with an old friend and he's dating a girl named Christina Benoit and she plays piano and sings. And um, and we know Jeff, the dr the current drummer from from way back. He's also from Indiana. It's funny. Uh, he's from Fort Wayne and we linked up down here. There's a lot of people from Indiana down here. I don't know. It's, it must be the move. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. So really i played all those years with all those lineups and nobody came to see the show and uh it was until this lineup now we're having you know 50 60 people come to every event so i think i yeah i don't know like uh, i think you just gotta keep trying you know <laughs> for yeah, sure so for Benoit sure. is she's the singer and um and the piano player and uh, uh danny is the bass player and um jeff fritz is the drummer Okay. And uh, yeah, we're crushing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I watched that video that you sent me right before like we jumped on here and I was like, this is pretty fucking ripping. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. yeah that's really rad and like I'm a music snob I'll own it and like I'm not really a jam band fan you know like I don't like you don't any like of the playing ping pong. No, I do not. <laughs> so my homie, I do like pigeons. I think they're cool. Okay. My homie though. And we'll uh, give Brett, their guitar player some props though. Jeremy is a fucking sick guitar player. Yeah. I just, I just like their whole thing. And, um, but it, it's so funny. Um, Brett, Brett Perez is managing them now. He's like their tour manager and he's my, he's my buddy from aisle five. I've been knowing him for like six years and nice. he just got he just got that job. So if Brad, if you see this, congratulations. Congratulations. And you know what? I give every band their props because like, I get it. You know, how hard you're hustling out there for your art, you know? So I don't diminish. Hard, it's hard, hard man. It's yeah. hard. So <laughs> yeah. I don't diminish anybody. And, you know, they've got a humongous following and their fans yeah. are, I'm happy that their art speaks to their people it's just not my thing. So, you yeah. know, that's awesome though. Like shout out to your buddy for sure. That's, that's rad. They're going to be playing a festival here in Buffalo. So, in, in go the summer, so yeah, I mean, I'll go, I'll definitely hit up the, the festival here, but they're, uh, they're doing the tabernacle Friday. 
Which oh, is, nice. Yeah, That's this pretty week. Rad. So I'm going to try and make it. Hopefully I'll see Brad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might be too too cool for me now that he's um the manager of Pigeons playing ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. So you mentioned a little bit about the uh, pandemic and, and 2020, but elaborate more on what that was like for you as, as a musician. Well, basically in Atlanta, pretty much everything stopped for at least six months. There was no shows. Um, my band fell apart. That's kind of how that, uh, that, that music school lineup that existed for like three or four years probably two or three. Uh, that's how that, that dissipated, you know, we don't have anything on the books. And then sometimes you find out that, you know, when you don't have anything to look forward to, it's just, you guys just sitting there, you don't, you don't like each other or whatever. If you don't have anything going on or, you know, a mission to accomplish, sometimes you find out, well, maybe we just don't like each other that much. So that's how that, that band kind of fell apart. And, um, but over the course of that, we started doing the, I started doing these open mics, you know, um, not really looking for players to play in hum ripple. I thought hum ripple was over. Um, I had a, a, a conference call with, um, with Kevin Browning or a, a zoom call with Kevin Browning, the manager of Umphreys, because they were, remember they were doing these lessons. Yep. During the, the quarantine or whatever they're doing, they're all doing lessons. Yep. And I thought, well, I'm going to get, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get some, like m- some, some like manager directions. I, I, I want a lesson from Kevin Browning. So he get, he was nice enough to give me one and, you know, gave me a talk or whatever, kind of like tried to give me some direction. Um, but yeah, but, and at the end of it, he was like, man, you know, if you're the only one that's really, really into it, then I don't know if it's going to work. Like you can't, it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't work just one person, you know, you have to, it takes a village. So, yeah. So basically after that, you know, I kind of like, I felt bad about the project and then I think everybody else did too. So that, that lineup dissipated. And then I started doing these open mics and that's where I met um, Danny again. And uh, I kind of reconnected with him from, from music school. He, he actually also went to school with me um, and I met his girlfriend and that's when the new lineup kind of got together. But yeah. I don't know if I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we, so we, we basically, we do this open mic. It's every Wednesday and that's how we picked up all these people is by just hitting this, hitting this open mic every Wednesday. And we probably have a plan of attack. We might hit like a different open stage. Um, like we might alternate weeks. So like Atlanta's spread out and huge. So we're, pretty popular on the east side of Atlanta right now but we're thinking about doing some on the west side and the north side and you know the south side maybe um but yeah and and just kind of growing our audience that way because we've had we've had success doing it so it, it might be repeatable I don't know so talk a little bit some more about the Atlanta music scene then as a whole okay so we have 420 fest here um lots of lots of other great festivals i mean 420 is the one i kind of like really want to be involved in um yeah. we, park festival um we've got a ton a ton of atlanta bands uh so this year they usually have some local jam bands play 420 fest so this year my friend uh kyle's band bird dog jubilee they're going to be playing 420 fest nice. i don't know if they're playing saturday or sunday but i want to go in and just to see him, you know, support him. And of course the Humphreys and, um, the hedonistas is another one. Um, yeah, but there's, it's like, it's like, I don't know if every city's like this. I know Indianapolis is not like there the, in Indian in Indianapolis, there was like maybe one or two bands, you know, that, that everybody went to see, but yeah. down here, there's like 20 bands. Like you go to aisle five, uh, you go to, I like, that's kind of like the epicenter and you've got, okay. uh, Grateful Dead cover bands and, and uh, fish. We got a fish tribute band. It's, it's a big scene and there's a lot of original bands. There's like STS nine style. There's Umphreys style. There's like all kinds of bands here and you go and it's the same people. So it's like, it's a community. Um, That's cool. That's really rad. Yeah. And you'll see them at Umphreys. Like it's, it, we have a great community supporting local music here. Yeah. 
That's cool. I love that. I love that so yeah. much. That's cool. That's that's how it is here around in Buffalo and Buffalo and Aqueous came out of that. And, you know, so yeah, yeah I like that here. Shit. I got to talk to him one time. What was that? I saw Umphreys at the Ryman and they were doing a thing with, um, he does that. He does. He has a band with Ryan Stasek, not yep. Death Kings. They were doing like the oh, they did thing. the other. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, the, the Green Day thing. And I went yep. to that and I got to talk to Mike for a minute. And uh, yeah, he was super nice to me. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like the nicest guy ever. Like, seriously, yeah. he's yeah, always he's cool. got like such really great, uplifting, like motivational things to say. And I and just love his energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so rad. He's it, It's so cool to see the success that they've had, because I remember when they were just playing like backyard parties around here and. You know, so it's it's really cool to watch their success and everything, for sure. So so Mo Mo is from Buffalo, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Maybe I've it. seen a lot of Mo for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Love I, I love. Mo. Yeah. It was Mo and Humphreys uh, when I was like, you know, in my teeny bopper years. Uh, listen, Mo get, is the reason into I'm into Humphreys. You know, like going to, you know, I followed a lot of Mo uh, before. I, you know, fell down the Umphreys rabbit hole um, and, you know, going to summer camp and all of that is, you know, I started going for Mo and now it just kind of, you know, morphed into everything else, but they're the reason why I really found them. So I love that's Mo. awesome. Such a good band. <laughs> yeah. So I heard a story. I don't remember exactly how it went, but I think it's Brendan Bayless. He was saying something about he like bothered the manager of of Mo until Mo took them on tour. And like, that's how they got like their first tour. Can you, do you, have you heard this one? I have heard that one, but I, I, I think that is true. Um, my favorite uh, Brendan Mo story is actually he, I don't know if you've heard this one. So he, they covered Rebubula and he put it on a tape and he sent it to Al for Mo, but said, yeah. oh, this is my friend's band because he didn't want to be rejected by Al because he's such an Al fan. And then when Al loved it, <laughs> he was like, oh no, that's actually my band. <laughs> actually, no, that's us. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, one that's of my a, favorite ones. <laughs> that's like an amazing story. Yeah. Imagine if that wouldn't have happened. I don't know. I feel like Umphreys is just like such a triumph triumph for like the midwest in general because oh my god what do we got like ted nugent up in detroit you know not a lot of like real kick-ass cool shit comes there's a lot going on but not i don't know not i don't i just feel like it's like a triumphant story you know some like I think it's a really kid. cosmic story almost i'm finding like yeah. the more that i kind of un unravel their history and learn more about it it's really a an aligning of the stars situation yeah. it feels like you know kind of one of those you know I'm into that stuff so <laughs> the, the spooky stuff huh <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure so with summer coming and you talked about it being in full swing talk about what you and hum ripple have coming up okay so I'm supposed to mention this we have a huge show July 9th at Smith's Old Bar uh Twiddles played there all the, pretty much every John Mayer's played there like Anybody who's anybody has played Smithsville Bar here in Atlanta. And we want to sell it out. Uh, I don't know like, right. how, you know, like we, we got to do it. And that'll put us on the map, I feel like, to open for, for bigger bands. But and we're playing with a band called Taste Bud. And uh, they're fire. They love pigeons playing ping pong. And they're just a great band. Like I've, uh, I've, I, I, I kind of want to compare the, their sound to pig what Pigeons does. Okay. It's, you know, unique, but um it's kind of in that vein, but I've been friends with them for years and years and years. And we've done Smithsville Bar a ton of times, but this time we're upstairs July 9th on a Saturday night and uh, we're going to sell it out. I think. Yeah. Nice. You are going to yeah. sell it out. Keep telling yourself you're going to sell it we're out. We're going to sell gonna it out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that positivity. I love it so much. So let's talk about some Umphreys. Um, you talked about your first show a little bit when we first started talking, um, and you mentioned your bad influences, uh, introducing yeah. you to it, but talk a little bit more about your first introduction into the band and kind of when you're just like hearing it and you mentioned you wanted to talk about Anchor Drop. So talk about the influence of that album and kind of first becoming an Umfreak. 
so yeah, I still listen to Anchor Drops. Uh, anytime I'm in a long car ride, like I drive back to Indiana, I listen to Anchor Drops all the way through. I feel like that it, for some reason it resonates like wintertime album to me. I don't know why. Yeah. But I love listening to Anchor Drops in the fall and in the winter. Um, basically, we used to smoke weed and drive the back roads with the, uh, you know, with I'll name with Kurt and and Billy and Sam, you know, the older kids that had cars and we're yeah. cool letting the 15 year old come and smoke with them. So yeah. uh, we used to drive the back roads of Indiana, Indiana and um, and listen to Anchor Drops, basically, and, and live at the Marat. Um, so I got to hear Push the Pig. Um, who else is on Live at the Marat? Just a ton of great stuff. Plunger. And it was just mind blowing, you know. Yeah. It's just all this stuff happening at once. You know, you're becoming uh, an adult, quote unquote, and you, you've got this freedom and um, you're driving in a car, no parental supervision. Right. You know, yeah. Young and stupid. And then like also yeah. you have this amazing soundtrack to go with it is. Yeah. Good memories with Anchor yeah. Drops for sure. Well, and then you're you're a musician, too. You know, you have your own musical ambitions and whatever so talk about that talk about hearing Umphreys and how that impacted you and you mentioned you know it influenced you to get on the stage but so talk about talk about that some more so when I first heard Umphreys I never thought I would be that good I never thought I could do I you know even learn their songs I thought their songs were too hard um but you know I I, I I'm I'm I got there eventually, but I like just being like that young and then hearing that kind of music, it inspired me to want to try, you know, and get, and get better. Um, but yeah, as far as it influencing, like we've got a, we've got three songs. It's the, it's called the 2023 P because we recorded it in 2019 and we thought 2020 was going to be so awesome that we named our, our record, the 2020 EP or 3P. It's on Spotify. And you if you listen to it, you can hear the the Umphreys influence for sure. Yeah. I'll listen like, to like it after it. we get off. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. That's great. I'm gonna definitely listen to that. So how many shows have you been to? Like we we stopped we I don't know I never was like into counting but it has to be like a hundred plus from and and like from I still see Humphreys once a year at least and they come to they come to Atlanta more than they come to Indy like we used to have yeah. to travel state um, to Ohio Michigan uh, Illinois Louisville Kentucky one time I saw them. Um, What's that Pink Floyd song? It's like run, rabbit, run, dig that hole, get the sun. Uh, oh, breathe. Yeah. breathe. I was I like, hold Humphreys on a minute, that. it's in there. <laughs> yeah. I saw Umphreys cover that in Covington, Kentucky. And uh that was crazy. That every, there was like people crying, like clearly tripping, and they're like just eyes like saucer plates. They were like fucking crying and shit. And I was that was spectacular. And it's on YouTube. You know what's funny, Sarah? Okay, if you type in Umfreak on YouTube, me and my friends come up uh, at, at uh, it's like, was the video is like 12 years old, but it's like me and all my little high school friends would come up. We're like the third video down. Really? Um, oh, this is yeah, great. At, <laughs> at the lawn at White River. We all look, I don't know, we all look like foolish 15-year-olds, you know, but. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm definitely going to look this up. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a cover that Umphreys hasn't done. You would love to hear them do. I tweeted that if this question comes up, it's got to be real talk by R. Kelly. Okay. Okay. I'm not if familiar with that song, it, but okay. Wait until after the podcast, but if you go listen to it, you'll know exactly why I want them to cover it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm so here for it. <laughs> like dick, it's like dick in a box part two or whatever. It's hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I want to I want to hear Brendan sing it. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So Hump Ripple is covered on Freeze, right? Yep. Yep. We uh we played front porch. We did Cemetery Walk part two back in the day. Nice. Um 
there might be some more coming. I'm not sure. Yeah. No. Is that like you're working on yeah, something? I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We don't have any plans to like do anymore, but I'm sure we will. Um, we, we're thinking about adding a second guitar player, so that will that'll help with that. Like we can do more stuff. Yeah. For sure. Is there a song that you're like, you know, you would like to one day for sure tackle? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, cover Plunger. That would be sweet. All right. There's video, you know, and I forgot how to play it. There's videos of me playing it on Instagram. I did um like a back and forth with this guy who also likes umphreys and plays guitar. And we, it was like a umph umph guitar battle, uh umphreys guitar battle or whatever. We went back and forth a couple times on Instagram, but um yeah, there's so many songs. I'd like to cover Push the Pig. I'd like to cover there's a the whole host, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure you got so songs so many oh you know what we used to cover um off similar skins what was that like real big one off similar skins mm. not, not diablo it's um it has it has the base the like the bass intro but puppet string you're talking yeah, about puppet string cover puppet string yeah nice 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 yeah. but in the future <laughs> yeah it's just there's so many umphrey songs that i like so yeah i mean so many front porch happens to be an easy one so we just kind of like threw that in the set but like as far as intensity intense um free songs i think plungers up there um oh we covered we played jajunk uh part one we have covered quite a bit of umphreys actually now that i'm thinking about it that's funny i was just thinking about jajunk and then you said that that's pretty yeah. funny nice that one i know how to play that's so funny i love that tune <laughs> maybe i don't <laughs> it's just like a bike you're a little rusty going out for the first stroll yeah it's such a beautiful guitar i'm i'm such a whore for guitars i it's funny i follow this hashtag on instagram it's guitar porn and it's just like pictures of guitars because i'm just like oh just, i love it That's yeah just, i'm here I got for to it pick everything out on it too so it's got like a quilted maple top. I don't know if the light's good or not. Oh yeah, no, it is. Oh, that's Wombash so beautiful. Plain maple neck with an ebony fretboard. And you know, it's just one guy by himself. And I, I, I'm such an asshole. I made him put these inlays in. I'm like, I need inlays like Jerry Garcia. He's like, okay, do it. But it's going to be a lot of work. Oh, and yeah, he didn't really charge me an arm and a leg either. That's incredible. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, he, yeah, he hooked me up. I don't know. He believes in me, I think. He, he gave me a good deal. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It's, see? Takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you mentioned to me that you had some pretty funny Umphreys encounters. So why don't you share those? Okay. So we saw them, me and my friends. I don't remember what year it was, but it was at the IU Auditorium. And I don't think they would play a room like that now. Um, you know, now they're doing um, fucking arenas and shit. So <laughs> for sure. that, that IU auditorium, we saw them. I bought a Robot World t-shirt. They still had Robot World shirts uh, at the merch booth. And we were walking back to the car with somebody's mom. You know, somebody had to drive us. <laughs> and somebody uh my friend goes hey rob that's ryan stasic and ryan stasic is walking into the bluebird which is a popular bar at uh at the you know indiana university and i see him and i go running up to him with my shirt and i'm like uh, uh ryan stasic ryan stasic will you sign my shirt and he looks at me and he goes this is in front of a whole bunch of cool college kids i'm just like a dorky 15 year old oh my gosh and he goes do you got a pen and my heart, my whole soul, my existence just like, just dropped. No one had a pen. I was like, oh my fucking God. But that's, that's my funny Ryan Stasek story. <laughs> I almost got my shirt signed by Ryan Stasek. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, yeah, I don't know if I want to tell that one. I don't know. I'll tell <laughs> 
So one time we were at the front row at um at White River, and we we're smoking a huge blunt, me and my friend Mitch, and Joel. We were right in front of Joel, and he was doing something like this to us, like like do you, do you want to like smoke or so, I don't know if that's what it was. He was doing some kind of hand signal to us. Yeah. I think he was inviting us to smoke with him. I cannot confirm that, but we were so dumb and high. We just knew Joel was looking at us and signaling to us. And we started going, ah, we started screaming like little girls, like Umphreys is like celebrities to us. So like the fact that Joel was like doing anything in our direction, we were just like little girls. And then then like, I think it was like the next day, the next day we were like, was he trying to smoke our weed? did we just miss out on an awesome experience? Yeah, we kind of like, I don't know. So there's that one. And then I think that's it as far as fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny, like guys at shows, especially because like, you know, I'm always Jake's side and it's funny. The guys at shows sometimes I'm like looking at them and I'm like, I'm the girl and I'm not screaming like that. Yeah. You're right, right now, buddy. Like, it's okay. I know. It's, it, it's, I know it's weird. I know. I don't it's know. so funny. Some of the guys are like, they're just so back fucking on. Cool. It's okay. What do you do? I know. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so great. One time, uh, Jake, so at the right, when I went and saw him at the Ryman and I met Mike, um, that night I actually got Jake's uh, guitar pick. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, this girl Katie, she goes to a ton of Umphrey shows. This girl Katie grabbed me by the hand. I was like at the concession. She grabs me by the hand, pulls me right up front by Jake, and we didn't pay for these tickets. I think the people who paid were pissed that we were there. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like back in the day, no one ever got pissed about anything like that. But now it's a little, the crowd's a little different now, I think. Like they're more. They're, they're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say they're less rowdy or whatever, but there's a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There but is. anyway, right in front of Jake, like the whole time, like four hours. And you know what the girl, the, the girl who paid for the tickets um, and her boyfriend, the girl was like, we paid for these seats. And then Katie was like, like, you know, what do you want us to do? We're enjoying the show. You know, no one's <laughs> kicking us out. Like security's like letting us hang. So but yeah, and then Jake at the end of the show gave me the guitar pick and I felt kind of bad because I did not pay for that spot and he probably would have given it, yeah. you know, a couple who paid had I not been there. But I think Sorry. that story sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's important we show all sides of. Yeah. <laughs> That's about as asshole as I get is like, yeah, sneaking to the front of the stage. You're such a rebel. I can't even. You're you're such a terrible rock star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a challenge for you. Describe okay. Umphreys in three words. Um, Rock and roll. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, like magical, um, creative, inspirational. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like, yeah. I mean, they're like everything to me. I mean, more so than most people, I think, in my instance, you know, it's, it's my oh, bread yeah. and butter too, but. You got a whole media company around it, you know? Yeah. People are like, so you like, they're like your favorite band. I'm like, they're, no, you don't understand. There's, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's other, no, I'm joking. I do listen to a lot of other music, but. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to other music. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You gotta like cleanse the palate and get some other things in there, you know. Yeah, listen to some Migos, listen to some Young Thugs, some Trap, you know. Cleanse the palate. <laughs> go, go clubbing. Listen to you know. 
the no. 808. You know, I will tell you one of my highlights of Iceland. I mean, besides the music, of course, but night oh, yeah. one, night one, my friends and I crashed an Icelandic business party at Pablo Disco Bar and found nice. ourselves in this club with all these businessmen in suits and stuff. And Hell yeah. yeah. It was pretty odd. They were very accepting of us too. They're like, yeah, come on in and dance and party. And we're like, all right, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh so shit, nice. pretty girls are here. We need to um, get them to fucking drink and party. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. The bus boy was in like this mustard yellow sequin uh, like shirt. And he's like dancing with the music and then he'll like sashay in and grab your drink and then come out. And it was like this whole thing. It was, it was fantastic. It was, it was the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. Oh yeah. So is there yeah, anything I wanted, else? I wanted, to go, I wanted to go to that. I don't know. They're playing Alaska though, right? Yes. It's my birthday weekend too. So I'm so going. going, I'm going. When is <laughs> I was that? just, um, it's the fifth sixth and seventh because my birthday is the fourth um but they're playing this saturday and sunday so they're playing the sixth and the seventh that'd be cool i i'd like to see them in alaska i'd like to go to alaska in general so for sure yeah. i haven't been any like the furthest west i've been is colorado so that's awesome i'd like to go yeah know. and it's one of the only like after Alaska, I think there's only like two states that they haven't played in. So like, it's a big, they've never played in Alaska either. So it's a big what deal. What state haven't they played in? Uh, I think it's South Dakota and Wyoming are the only okay. other two states they haven't played in. So Sparse, sparsely populated. That makes sense. Yeah. For sure. Like who the fuck is going to go to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are um freaks in South Dakota though. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure. they would For be sure. super hype about it. There's like at least, at least 10. I was you know? going to say 10, at least, you know, a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw they I saw they were playing in Alaska and I was like, little known fact, Alaska is 99.9% .9 Wook. So <laughs> like 99% of Alaska is Wooks. <laughs> They're just out in the wild, like bears and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the wild Alaskan Wook or something. <laughs> It's like a new species. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have my kids do a report on that for homeschool. The wild yeah. Alaskan wook. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to share about your band or anything you guys are working on or anything like that? Um, yeah, we're uh, always working on new music. Um, July 9th, Missile Bar. I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. We're a great band. If you want to give, you know, uh, an unknown band a chance, type in Hum Ripple to Google and you'll, you know, you'll find us. So we're on Spotify. Nice. Yeah. If you, you know, you have it in your heart or if you're stoned enough to type in an unknown band, <laughs> go for it. Hum Ripple. And you guys are on Instagram and all of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. We got, awesome. We got a unique name too. You just Google it and we're there. So nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been a shit ton of fun. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I'm super, super happy that we finally got to chat and meet and cool. talk about your band. I see your stuff all the time and I love your energy and your positivity and your belief in yourself and your art is really magnetic and uh, it's really awesome and really rad. So, and I your agree. support of me. So thank you. I, I love yeah. it. So. You gotta, yeah. Gotta give it to get it, you know? Amen. Amen. And this community is incredible. And, and I love getting to know all of the different people in it and hearing their stories and, and learning about, about you. So this is awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, I'll see you at a free show. Absolutely. You will. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. I'm going to, I'm going to be a variety for sure. I'm going to try and go to 420. So I'll, yeah, like let's link up there or something. Okay. We'll, Sounds we'll, like, great. Definitely. Yeah. I would love it. All right. Bye, Sarah. <laughs> Take care. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. Thank you again to Rob Stark for taking the time. This was so much fun. 
There are a bunch of links in the show notes for anything that Rob or I may have mentioned during our chat, as well as where you can find the DATC pod vault so stuffed with all sorts of past episodes for you to binge on, where you can snag your copy of the spring edition of Crooked Conversations, and so much more. So check that all out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts in two weeks. Mad love.